Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to those who are listening to today's Bold North Sports Podcast, wherever you are. I hope you enjoy this content, and if you do, let a friend know. Here is today's episode. Welcome back to the Bold North Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be going through all of the super wildcard weekend games in the NFL. I would say we had a few sleepers, like a few snoozers, but there were also a few good games, including the 49ers against Cowboys yesterday. The Bengals and Raiders game turned into a good one at the end. Uh, the Bills uh, blowout, um, Bucks blowout score makes it look a little closer than it really was. And then the Chiefs pulled away from the Steelers. But we have a couple guests today. One being a recurring guest, Jackson Borst, and Lewis Crosby. Lewis, thank you for coming on for the first time. And Jackson, thank you for coming on for the second time. How are you guys doing? It's uh, good to be here on the new and improved new and improved podcast. I'm excited to talk some NFL football. Awesome. Boristy, are you happy to be back on? Yes. Yes. Very happy to be on. Thanks, Tuck. Um, excited to have Lewis here. Uh, he's going to give us some uh, some of his great takes. Some good insight. You know, Lewis always brings the hot takes too. So yeah, let's, and then at the end, we'll talk a little Vikings, maybe a couple minutes of Wolves because Lewis doesn't like the Wolves, but that's okay. Um, so let's start with the Bengals and the Raiders game. So the beginning, I feel like the, the Bengals were dominating the Raiders, right? They had that, they were up. I don't know what they were up, but they were up by two touchdowns, at least at one point they had that sack fumble. Um, and then the Raiders started clawing back. Burrow had 244 and two touchdowns. Uh, Jamar Chase had 116 yards. We can debate what we think of Jamar Chase uh, against Justin Jefferson. But what did you guys think of that game, the first game of the playoffs? Well, not to be an absolute relating everything back to Minnesota, but that felt like I was watching a Vikings game if I was a Raiders fan. You know, they, the score was kind of tight, but they were never really in it. It was yeah. just Bengals kind of dominating all facets, facets of the game for the most part. And it was just the classic Raiders have the chance to come down in the last few minutes, but don't do it. Yeah. And the Bengals almost tried to give that game away, but they, they ended up winning. And Joe Burrow's the real deal. I think, I think so too. I think he is a bona fide franchise quarterback. I agree. Borsty, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, they panned to Joe Burrow um, before the game on the sidelines. And this guy, he's just such a baller. You could tell that there was no way he was going to lose that game. I mean, played – I wouldn't say lights out, but he definitely played better than Derek Carr, who I feel bad for. And um, I hope he gets the hell out of Las Vegas because I think a lot of other teams could use him, namely the Seattle Seahawks, the uh, Louisiana – uh, or not Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, Saints, yeah. um, the Giants. Um, a lot of teams could use him, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. But, yeah, um, happy for the Bengals. I think that they could upset the Titans as well. Yeah, before the playoffs, I actually uh, made a bold prediction that the Bengals were going to make the Super Bowl. Just wow. I, have, I have that much faith in Joe Burrow. He's just a winner. That's what he does. He is he's a winner, so but cool. I think I think the Bengals are one year away. One year away I, from yeah. being a good team. 
I mean, that's why I was bold. Like yeah. next year, they could be a top three team in the NFL. So I, I totally you, you agree. Yes. Um, so that was the first game. It, it was a good game at the end, I would say. But it was we move on at the end. Uh, yep. I was just going to say, what do you think sure. about Rich uh, Basaccia? You think he's going to hang around there and get a job? I don't think so. I don't think so either, because everyone's saying that, oh, this is such a great story. He might he might stay if they win and get to the playoffs. Yeah. But I he's 61 years old. He's just been a special teams coach. I think the yeah. new direction in the league is to hire someone young or established. And I think they're going to move on and there's going to be a big uproar on Twitter. It's not going to be as bad as the Brian Flores firing. Oh, that God. Was, I don't know what what they're doing. It was but more behind the scenes stuff. Than that's behind the scenes anything. stuff. Owners and him not yeah. getting along, but yeah, I think that the Vegas is going to move on from Rich and Jack. I just want to—I kind of disagree with you on the uh, on the Derek Carr take. I think he should stay in Vegas. Vegas is building something. They got a—they got a solid roster. I think. Uh, just yeah, I mean, I I I just think that there's a lot of teams out there with quarterback issues this off season, and he would benefit from going somewhere with. I guess like a better offensive line and a better organization. That's what I would. Yeah, I don't know his I don't know his contract situation or how many years he has left. I I uh, mentioned his name when talking about potential quarterbacks that could replace Kirk Cousins because I think him and Kirk are very very similar in the way they play, but he yep. makes a a lot less than Kirk, so that's why I felt like it was it was a decent it could be a decent replacement. Back to Basachi real quick. I think if he won that game, I don't think you can fire him. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, but losing, I mean, sure, he got the team back on the on the railroad at the end of the year, but I don't think he's the long-term option for a team like that. So uh, that was the first game. Then we move on to the uh, Bills versus Patriots. I thought this was going to be the best game of the weekend. I yeah. thought – it was going to be a very close game, and man, was I wrong. Josh Allen had five touchdowns. To yeah, I was too. Josh Allen had five touchdowns. The Patriots' defense, which was like their strong suit all year, was just horrible. Um, we can talk about someone that got a touchdown at the end of the game for the Bills, which is pretty cool. But what did you, what were your guys' thoughts on this game being a blowout? Jack, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, look. Uh, I was I wasn't surprised. The Bills have been playing their best football at the right time. Um, the Pats have been playing their worst football at the wrong time. Um, just a complete blowout. Um, Mac looked okay, I guess, for a rookie quarterback, but you know he wasn't going to win them that game. Uh, the Patriots' defense was atrocious, um, and you know Josh Allen he brought it. He played like an MVP, and you know I think the Chiefs might be in a little trouble next weekend to be completely honest but yeah, yeah game complete letdown um bill belichick's getting old uh i think that maybe a couple more years there and i think they should bring in brian flores uh that's just my take but um yeah. i think he'll be gone by then he'll be on another team before that happens he'll be the bears head coach in about two weeks yeah Could be. Could be. <laughs> um yeah, I thought this game was going to be really close, and I, I did I did like the Bills. I bet on the Bills, so I was happy with the outcome. But it is nice. 
Mac Jones is not going to win that game, no matter what, with the Bills scoring 47 points. So that's that game's not yeah. on him at all. That yeah. game is on the Patriots' defense for sure. If you saw it, Josh Allen had more touchdowns than he had incompletions, which is a ridiculous stat. Yeah. So if you're going to win a game against the Bills in Buffalo in the winter, it's got to be a low-scoring low scoring affair. You can't let Josh Allen go run away with the ball and just be running all over the field and using his rocket arm and throwing it down the field. He's, he's got a lot of weapons there, too. So it's not like – it's not like Matt – I mean, Mac Jones doesn't have a ton of people to throw the ball to either. Mm-hmm. He's only – who does he have? Like, who's his – Kendrick who's Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Myers, and then, Hunter like, Henry. Ag, like Ag- Aguilar. Is his, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thoughts on the Bills are, I think I, – I'm not surprised they did this looking back on it, but I could also see this – them getting smoked next week in, against the Chiefs. Like they are so inconsistent. And if you want to yeah. be a Super Bowl winning team, you just you that's not the way to do it. So at Arrowhead too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and lose by 20 points to the Chiefs next week because the Chiefs I would. have I think so this much be a great game. I mean I agree. I think it's gonna be a great game. I think it, it probably will be, but I just say I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. It, the Chiefs it, have so much more experience this time of the year. That is true. So this feels, right. this feels like a wide open year where the Chiefs are going to lose, though. It just feel, I don't know. That's but. why that's why I picked the Bengals because yeah, the true. AFC is so wide open. Yeah. And so might as well take a bold shot. Quick shout out to uh, Tommy Doyle for getting a touchdown in yep. an NFL playoff game. That's freaking sick. I was uh, t- I was uh, texting his dad at the beginning of the game, saying "Go Bills" because we were family friends. And uh, so, I, I mean, I, we were freaking out in my house. I didn't – freaking Tommy Doyle in an NFL playoff game? Are you kidding me? Yeah, former Edina High School hockey manager. Just <laughs> making it big in the NFL game. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think he'll uh, – I think he has a chance to be a stalwart in the NFL for a while. Oh, yeah. It's just the Bills – he'd be a starter on most every other team. It's just the Bills' offensive line is good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Where, where did he go to school? Miami, Miami, Ohio. Ohio. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was Saturday. We moved oh, to Sunday. One more thing. One more thing. Sure. Jack said Belichick's going to be out in two years. That's just not going to happen. Robert Kraft, well, Robert Kraft sided with Belichick over Brady, so he's not getting yeah. rid of Belichick in two Look, years. He's earned the right to be there until he's 100 years old, but I just don't think it'll happen. I don't think Patriots fans will put up with another season like this year. I mean, obviously they had a – soft ass schedule which is how they won as many games as they did but i mean that was just a complete meltdown um and his defense looked like shit yeah what's so weird about that game is the defense was so bad like normally like all year his defense was so good you had matthew judon running around with the red sleeves just (laughs) smoking everyone yeah and then they just get yeah 47 points put on them in a playoff game and that just can't happen and you don't have the offense to keep up with that so it's pretty obvious that Belichick won't uh, get fired ever. It'll be him that wants to leave. Yeah, yeah. And so with Mac Jones as their quarterback with a bright future, I don't see them like really struggling. Like the only way I'd see him wanting to leave in the next two years is if they sucked all of a sudden, but I don't really see that happening. So I think he'll be around for a little longer. He'll be around. And that's one of the best divisions. That's going to be one of the best divisions of football. I think next year with the, I think the dolphins could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of even with their 
seven or eight game winning streak, whatever that was, they still underperformed. They still went one and seven at the start of the year. Agreed. Yeah. And obviously the Bills, those are three good teams and in the, the same Jets, division. Jets on the rise. Yeah, the Jets. <laughs> no, they actually know. are though. Yeah, they <laughs> are. <laughs> they got uh, two top top ten picks this year too. So I think uh, Robert Solo, I mean, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. Oh, he he has so much energy. (laughs) When they make a big third down stop, you pan over to Robert Saul and he's just going ballistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move to Sunday. It was the Buccaneers and the Eagles. This was probably, I mean, it was 31 nothing at one point, right? Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yep. So that is just, it was a snoozer. I stopped watching. I was watching the Gopher basketball. So, um, what do you want to say about Tom Brady in the playoffs? It's not surprising at all. Well, it's not surprising, but they're just such a better team than the Eagles. There is no chance that this yeah. was happening. It was over before it started. I watched, I still watched the whole game, but like I was on my phone the entire time. It was, it was not a fun one to watch, but the Bucks are, I think they're going to make it again. So honestly, Honestly, I think that this game speaks more to how bad the Eagles are than how good the Bucks are. I think that the Bucks are extremely overrated. I think they'll mm. be out next round. Mm. I oh, thought they I thought they might lose this game. I have I have zero faith in the Bucks. If they get a good if they get a team that can throw the ball against them, they're they're screwed. They they got the best one of the, they have probably the best run defense in the league. But if you get a team like both the Cardinals and the uh and the Rams, who they're, we'll see tonight who they'll play next week. Those Both those teams can throw it deep because they got better receivers and better quarterbacks than uh, the Eagles. If you saw you saw that one play, it was all over Twitter, that Jalen Hurts missed. Uh, I don't even know the wide receiver, but it was wide open touchdown in the first quarter with an empty pocket. Um, and I just think that the Bucks, Bucks are in trouble if they get into a tight one, I think. I just don't think that they have the defense that can win. And with their weapons on offense gone. I mean, Mike Evans played well. So if it's more if Mike Evans can stay healthy, but they don't have a ton of weapons on offense besides Mike Gronk. Evans and Gronk. Tyler Johnson. Fournette's Fournette. hurt. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. The, that was a very good matchup for the Buccaneers because yeah. the Eagles just are a great running team and the Bucs are phenomenal at stopping the run. So I see where you're coming from in saying that uh if they face uh air raid whatever like great passing offense they'll probably struggle more but even if it's close you have tom brady on your side and they've been putting up numbers all year pretty much you do have tom brady on your side but if you saw if you were watching that game kind of early he was missing he wasn't missing receivers but he just wasn't on the same page as his receivers that he wasn't really playing with all year but yeah they were playing the Eagles. I don't think that Brady was concerned about this one. You think I would think that he's going to be a lot more focused in a game that he thinks that there's even a tiny percent chance that he could lose. Yeah, this is almost like a preseason, postseason game at this point. <laughs> oh, he felt so comfortable. Yeah, that wasn't even close. The Eagles are just horrible. Yeah, and can I just say one other thing about that? This speaks to the soft schedule that the Eagles had as well. The entire season, they had a lot of easy games. The Vikings, of course, had one of the hardest schedules. You don't think the Vikings would have done a little better in this game? Probably. Yeah, yeah they could have probably beaten the Eagles, but they didn't deserve it. The Vikings shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They, they, yeah, I'm just talking about the schedule. Like, Sure, sure. Yeah. Anything else on that game? I don't think there's much to I was going to say, Nick, 
Nick Sirianni did outperform as a coach, though. People were calling for his head after like week four, and then after that, he kind of turned it around. I think he started good, running. Yeah, he'll he be a good coach for the Eagles. It's just they don't have the roster right now to to do anything with it. Yeah, but I think that they, of, they do have uh, they have the Colts first round pick. I think too next. I think they have multiple first round picks next year. So yeah, they're they'll, yeah right. They'll be in this, they'll be in good shape to come. Yeah, this year they were just sort of in middle purgatory, as in yeah. like they 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 weren't going to do anything special, but they weren't going to be awful. Sort of like they're kind they're kind of like the opposite of the Seahawks, where the Seahawks literally have like zero picks coming up, and they have no direction, and they're not good. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're trending down. I think the Eagles are trending up. Yeah. All right. After that game, it was the Cowboys and the Niners uh, on Nickelodeon and CBS. Uh, the Cowboys lost 17 to 23. It was a good game. I thought the Niners were sort of dominating at the beginning and then the Cowboys started coming back the end of the game. I don't know if you guys saw what happened. Oh yeah. I watched the game. What the hell? I mean, why do they call a QB power with like 14 seconds left? What are they Honestly, uh, I put that on Dak, not on the play call. Dak ran too far. If he runs, a net, if he just gets down it, if that play call is designed to go 10 yards and spike so he can get a shot to the end zone easier. He went 20 and spike, which is an extra probably two seconds. Yeah. And he's got to give the ball to the referee. Yeah, that, that play call is pretty strange. And I know that the Vikings are interviewing both Cowboys coaches, and I don't, I don't know if I want to either, especially not Dan Quinn. I mean – I actually have heard some uh, – Dan Quinn's better than you think. Like, he brought the Falcons to the Super Bowl. He's turned this Cowboys defense into a pretty solid defense. Like, they were so bad a couple years ago. So – I'm just I'm ready not, for an offensive coach, not a – I know, no, no. Not I'm a not coach that would, kicks a field goal down seven with – I'm not saying I want left. him. I don't want him. I'm just yeah. saying it wouldn't be the worst. Kellen Moore is, is going down for me. Oh, yeah, 100%. They have so many weapons. They have eh, maybe just as many weapons as the Vikings do. Yeah. And better offensive line by far. Yes. And they couldn't get it done. So I don't know how Kellamore would do with a much worse offensive line. <laughs> and about – I mean, Justin Jefferson is better than any receiver on their team. But Yeah. Yeah, but they're very similar. Very yeah, similar. they're similar in their weapons. He's, he's, uh, he's almost too creative, I think. Like he's doing these freaking lateral passes yeah. all the game. Like and and he looks like he's 15. <laughs> yeah. Mike Mike McCarthy might be one of the worst coaches in the NFL, though. <laughs> <laughs> he he lied in his interview about having a pro football focus. Like uh he talked about analytics in his interview with Jerry Jones. And then yeah. he got in the first day press conference. He said just like, oh yeah, I didn't I looked at it for like two minutes. Yeah. Oh. Mike McCarthy. I mean, again, he just looks, he is, just looks so fat and so red on the sideline. He just looks unhealthy on the sidelines, does he? <laughs> this is another example of a coach that succeeded because of his quarterback. Yeah. He was he was put on a pedestal because he had Aaron Rodgers. He probably even under underperformed because of his. That's why I, I, I just can't stand the people that say Matt LaFleur is an unbelievable coach. If he had freaking, I don't know. Kirk is his quarterback. They'd be a eight and nine playoff or team, right? So 
Yeah, but you, you can't blame LaFleur for inheriting the roster. He's going to coach you. No, I don't so. blame him. I blame the people that say he's unbelievable. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I don't I dislike him. I would like to have him as a if I could, If we could hire Matt LaFleur right now as a Vikings for the Vikings, yes. I would take him. I would take that in a heartbeat. He's got 13 and three the last three. Yeah, because of his quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has been the MVP. But their defense right. is solid, too. Like, they don't have a bad defense. It's true. That's but, average. I mean, when Jordan Love was in, they are absolutely terrible. So Exactly. But, <laughs> if you go back They'd to go the four and four and freaking 13 if they had Jordan Love. Come yeah. on. That's why, that's why I hope that Rodgers leaves, because that will be just hilarious next year. Yeah. Well, how about the Niners, though? They, they were my sleeper team in the NFC. I know I'm, I sound like I'm just making these up, but I am on record. No, because I agree. I said whoever wins this game between the 49ers and Cowboys is going to the Super Bowl. This was the NFC championship right here <laughs> in the first round. I'll say this. So the Niners play the Packers, right? Yeah. Yep. That's going to be a very difficult matchup for the Packers because oh. their run defense is putrid. And the yeah. Niners can run it Kyle, all over you. Kyle Shanahan and uh, LaFleur, they've known each other from the uh, Washington Redskins days. Next level Shanny, yeah. Yep. And Shanahan, remember Sh- people this early in the year were calling for Shanahan to be fired. After, like, yeah. they were not he's, good. He's a coach I would love the Vikings to have. I love Shanahan. Oh, yeah, they might be running it too much if they had the, on the Vikings. but Well, I mean, I mean, we have Dalvin, though. Yeah, I mean, and Jimmy G is not good. If you saw a couple of, that, a couple of his throws, they – the 49ers were – I don't know if it was the 49ers, but it just Jimmy G was trying to give that game back to Dallas. Yeah. They, could, they could have closed that game multiple times. Yeah. And he one of the worst interceptions I've seen. He missed the guy five feet over his head and just went right to the Dallas guy. I was and watching was, the end of the game at Target Center during pregame warm-ups on my phone. <laughs> so I wasn't super locked in, but, yeah, it, it, it was uh, – and I, I didn't know what I was thinking. I didn't know what I was watching because I couldn't hear the announcers. Oh, so. yeah. And Dallas just is just undisciplined, too. They So, so many false start penalties. Even with, like, a yeah. minute left, they had a horrible defensive holding call. Not call, but just a horrible penalty. On a, it was They would have got the ball back with a minute left. I mean, granted, no timeouts, but more time than they had if when they actually got the ball back. But the guy just tackled someone for no reason and i don't know i just think that the cowboys jerry jones gonna have to make some tough decisions this offseason and whether yeah they're 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 in a bad spot in my opinion like they have all the talent you want and they just can't do anything with it yeah so yeah and look i mean he's got two head coaching candidates in the cupboard right now and they might be gone before he makes the decision on Mike McCarthy. Yeah, maybe he'll uh, have to do what the Vikings should have done and uh, promote Stefanski and fires him, but yeah. it wasn't the right time. Exactly. All right. Anything else on that game? Yeah. Um. I mean, the 49ers, they kind of look like a force to be reckoned with. I'm not going to lie. They just dominate the time of possession. Like, I mean, three to one. They're amazing at running the ball. Debo Samuel is a beast. JJ's better, though. But I think that this is a very difficult game for the Packers. Yeah, because the thing that the 49ers have going for them is they can keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Yeah, exactly. And if you can keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, that's – I think you've won the game at that point. Yeah. God, that would be interesting. The more I think about it, the Niners <clears> – <throat> 
I think their defense is going to really have to step up at some point. Like yeah. when they made the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, it's because their defense was the best in the league. I mean, they Robert gave up 17 Sala. points against the Cowboys. And I mean, yeah, but a few of those points were kind of garbage, too. I, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to think here how they could make the Super Bowl because their offense isn't great, but they're just really solid. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Sunday night football. Al and Chris on the call. Chiefs 42, Steelers 21. It was Big Ben's last game, most likely. There, yeah, yeah. It, it was. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. Hashtag thank <laughs> no. you, Ben. <laughs> uh, Mahomes had 405 yards, five touchdowns. Again, I didn't watch this game because I was at the Wolves game, but what were your guys' thoughts? I'll say this. I looked on my phone and it was like 7-7. I swear to God, I looked 20 minutes later. It was 35-7. to yep. I'm like, what <laughs> happened? Well, it was so, an absolute punt fest in the first. There, yeah. it was just punt, punt, punt back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers get a strip sack and TJ Watt returns it for a touchdown. And you're like, what is going on here? It's 7 0, like end of the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean start of the second quarter, 7 0. And then, and then the Chiefs just turned it on. You know what they're going to do. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for a million yards. And he's got a hundred weapons. He's got Kelsey. He's got Hardman, who's the fast, who's also one of the fastest guys. Hill, Pringle, Pringle, Pringles, even Marcus Robinson. Yeah, they they've got everyone. But I don't know. The Chiefs are going to be tough to beat. But I know that you like the Bengals next week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be well. The Chiefs play the Bills. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Forced you, did, what, did you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I went into this game the same as uh, the Buccaneers-Eagles, where like it was never going to be a contest. But the first quarter actually was kind of competitive with all like the with the Steelers' defense playing pretty well. Yeah, it was pretty much yeah, Steelers' like defense. Lewis said, once Mahomes <laughs> turns it on, there's, there's no going back. Yeah. You can't even it, blame the Steelers' defense for this game because the uh, – Steelers offense didn't even move the ball until the yeah. fourth quarter. Like they might have had like 10 yards in the first quarter. <laughs> Big Ben just dumping it off for two yards. Yeah. That's yeah. his favorite. <laughs> Did you guys see Hank from Barstool? Uh he oh yeah, the Derek Watt, TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty funny. funny. That was that funny. Was <laughs> uh so Mahomes, that. but Mahomes had 400 yards and five touchdowns. Like pretty uh, incredible kelsey had a touchdown in 108 yards decent do you guys think the chiefs are the favorites in the nfc or afc yes. i think after that game that they are they 100 percent are i mean the t- whoever, I... Wins, whoever wins bills chiefs will make it to the super bowl but i think whoever wins that could win as well. the chiefs i really be- the chiefs are beatable though look at the Bengals in week 17 that was yeah, a shoot. They, was they beat so him in a lucky. shootout. That was the luckiest. That was the luckiest situation for the Bengals ever. The, yeah, I mean, but just think game. the Bills are a better team than the Bengals, so it's not like it's going to be. They're not completely outmatched. Yeah, but again, it was the Chiefs were just on autopilot. Like they they just kind of zone out sometimes. In the games where it matters, they're going to be dialed in and they're going to dominate. Yeah, I mean they kind of do have an, their offense definitely does have an on and off switch. But yeah. what if they? against the bills against a good team sometimes when you hit the off of the on switch it's too late so they they have to get off to a better start if they want it yeah yeah watching they, that they punted the first four possessions mm-hmm. 
watching that Raiders game or the Bengals game, the one thing I think that will hold them back is Zach Taylor. I don't think he's ready for – I don't think he's a good enough coach. I just don't. Yeah. Like, he makes some of the dumbest play calls. Uh, he has no experience in the playoffs at all, really. So, I think it'll be tough for them to beat the Chiefs or the Bills when they get there, but I think it will be a very entertaining game. When they get there, you've already just penciled them in for a win next week? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> who are they playing? Titans badly. Yeah, oh, the, the Titans. Titans. Yeah, they're beating the Titans. My favorite coach of the year. How the Titans are the number one seed is unbelievable. It's because yeah. Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. I, I forget about them every time I talk. Like I, the Titans are just a non-factor, but they're the they've had like a hundred people on their roster this year, and they still got the number one coach. <laughs> yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, they have right. uh, they have AJ Brown who's back and playing well now. He was hurt all year, and if Tannehill plays well and possibly Derrick Henry comes back. They could be really good, and they have one of the best defense defenses in the league. Yeah, Vrabel is a one of the, he's probably he maybe is the best coach in the NFL right now. He, he I don't know, I don't know if he's the best coach in the NFL, but he's definitely definitely got the most out of his team this year. <clears throat> it's hard to compare coaches, but just based yeah. on other than records. But so those were the games. You guys want to talk a little Vikings candidate talk? Sure. Interviews. So. Yeah. They interviewed Nathaniel Hackett yesterday, the Packers OC. Other than that, I'm not sure they've actually confirmed they've interviewed any of the coaches. So do you have any thoughts on Nathaniel Hackett? <laughs> I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world to scheme up plays for Aaron Rodgers, but he he's definitely been a great offensive coordinator for them. Yeah. So you can't you can't blame the Vikings for going to look for some of the best offensive coordinators in the league. I'd rather have him than Kellen Mond. His scheme is good. They have good running. They have good balance between their running, running and passing. So. Yeah. So he doesn't call the place for the Packers, but I always listen to Aaron on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays and he always raves about Nathaniel Hackett. So. I mean, that's – and it's – Aaron doesn't get along with a lot of people. So, you yeah, know that – he, he wouldn't rave if he didn't like him. Yeah. yeah. He, he, if you know if he gets along with him, then he's obviously doing something right. So, I think at first that name was boring to me. I didn't know if I liked it a lot. But the more I – I watched some of his press conferences, and he seems like a smart uh, and nice person, unlike Mike Zimmer. So, so are you guys looking for a uh... – young offensive guy or an already established head coach yes and let me just say this way too many defensive coordinators on the list of interviews yeah way have we not learned from our mistakes exactly. do we want to just lose in the divisional round every single year exactly. if we're going to hire I mean, a defensive coach yeah todd Bowles, he's great uh who else um i'll say one name that was on that list that i'm really intrigued by D'Amico ryan's the niners yes. dc i'm very intrigued by that name yeah. yeah, but part of the reason the Niners are so good is because Kyle Shanahan's run scheme. Yeah, but I, I don't know why I'm intrigued by him, but he's young. He, I think he was playing in the league a few years ago, and yep. he's already got this Niners team playing good defense again. So yeah. it's intriguing. I'm not saying they're going to pick him, but it is if, they ha- if, if they were to pick a DC, I would like him. I know Jack wants the enemy the most. Yeah, 
And are you guys surprised that they haven't asked the enemy or left Witch yet for interviews? Left, uh, well, I don't know. I'm not. I I'm not a big enemy guy. You just think enemy has too many weapons and is too good, or something? I think uh, he has personality issues. Does he? I don't, I, don't really he know. Can... I don't know his personality that well. I've heard he's a hard ass, and I've also heard. Well, just think about it. He's gotten a million coaching interviews, and he hasn't won one of them. So yeah. there's something to say about that, right? Well, someone someone needs to give him a chance. They have to. I mean, this has never happened to someone where they've been the offensive coordinator for four years on an absolute powerhouse and haven't gotten a head coaching job. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be against hiring him just because I know what he's done with the Chiefs, but yeah, I don't know. He's also a, a – I mean, he also coached here prior. Yes. Early What's interesting career, is that so. we got to hire a GM first, though, too. Yeah. Catherine Rach. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. It's no Condoleezza Rice interview from the Browns. But... <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that would, I mean, honestly, I'd just be, I'd just like to see what happens if they, if they hired her. Like yeah, that'd, that'd be, be first ever. Yeah. That'd be the destruction of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Who else are they interviewing for that job? I forgot. I mean, it's a bunch of names I've never seen before. It's like Glenn Cook. There's like Cuesta, Oso, Koma, Komazuzaza. <laughs> like player personnel. That would be a good one. He's drafted oh, well. Hold on. I'm going to look at the names because I saw there were a few names that I did some research on and I liked, liked some things. But you guys can talk while I look this up. Yeah, Lewis. You can't forget Eric Bieniemy, running backs coach to Adrian Peterson, his first three years in the NFL. Yeah, part of Dalvin. Dalvin can play better next year too. Magical 09 season. Yeah, I think if the Vikings are going to be good next year, it's got to be Dalvin's got to step it up a little bit too. Well, I don't think I've talked to you, Lewis, about this, but I've been a a strong proponent of, or I don't know if that's the right word, of trading Dalvin Cook. Whoa. I mean, his contract's huge. I he, the running back is the most least important position in football. If you have a good offensive lineman, like, sure, Dalvin's a little better. Like, he has a little better ice uh, vision and speed. But, like, I'll take Madison for way cheaper any day. No, no. I disagree because you're watching, you're watching the games that Dalvin's out and Madison gets ankle tack ankle yes. tackled and you can't help but thinking 100%. dalvin breaks that tackle and gains an extra 10 yards yeah but what about the injury problems yeah i mean that's just gonna happen to a lot of backs like look at look at most like running backs that are getting put in all these situations yeah Camara so that's why i think McCaffrey that's had why problems henry obviously had an injury problem that's why Dave i think Warren the vikings should try to get ahead of the curve and start the run of just having a cheap running back no, yeah, well, I think that ship is set. I don't think anyone's going to take him anyway. No, like, like and I don't, I don't really said, want to get rid of him either. No, like Lewis said, you look at the games and plays where Dalvin's out, the offense is so out of sync. It's crazy. It's I mean, more they, just like you just Dalvin Cook just has a weird running style where it doesn't look like he's like making all these moves, but just no one can tackle him. Yeah, and so I think that's very good. He's just barely in that upper tier bubble. He's at the lowest. He's at the probably. Lowest or second lowest, like elite, top tier elite back, where and it is you can make the argument that it's worth paying him all that money because he does bring so much to the table. 
he's not like Saquon where they're paying him all this money and he's not doing anything. He's like, like you see the Saints, you see Camara. Without Camara, the Saints are tor- the Saints are terrible. I mean, Zeke well, is an issue in Dallas because he just is not good anymore. Situation. But yeah, but, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. I just uh, I'd rather have a great offensive line than a great running back because that om- not only opens holes but it also protects your quarterback. Yeah, that's so, like the it's like the 49ers. They got a wide receiver as their main running back. And they have Eli Mitchell as their running back. I think they're doing well, decent. Debo right? as their running back pretty much. Talk. Well, Eli's getting more carries, but yeah. I see what you're saying. Talk, a good example of that would be the Buccaneers. They have a solid running back in Fournette and a great offensive line. Yeah. And Ian Fournette's been doing good. Yeah, because of the O-line. I mean, you, I, that's a good example of the 49ers. Like, Debo isn't a running back, really, but he has been playing running back. And Eli Mitchell just stepped in and all of a sudden started putting up great numbers. Yeah, that's just because like, of the zone running scheme. You, like, when remember when they had, like, literally everyone hurt, like, two years ago, and it was, like, Jamichael Hasty was their main back, I think. They pulled yeah. him out of, like, the practice squad. Yeah, and he ran for over 100 yards, and I think any back in that system can be good. But the Vikings just don't have that system, and they need a back that can break tackles. And although Kubiak, Kubiak had that system here, yeah, I don't know. I'm not here for the Dalvin. Slater. Not Clint Gary. Yeah, <laughs> about to say Clint might. I don't know. If, I saw I, I saw a rumor that he was getting like a head coaching interview no. or some offensive coordinator interview. Oh, offensive coordinator interview. Yeah. Yeah. How come his name hasn't been our, how come he hasn't been fired yet? Because they're still under contract or something. Yeah. I think that that's, they'll be gone. I think that's a new GM thing to do. I don't think that that's a, like there's zero chance he's back next year, right? I hope. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. I mean, I'm just saying, I haven't heard his name in any firing situation. So no, like, yeah. I've been confused. Well, it, that's because it's it's because it's an automatic. We don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Anything else, Vikings or NFL? I got nothing else. Horsey? Uh, yeah, I just think – I think the 49ers have a great chance of beating the Packers. I'm excited for this game tonight. Cardinals yeah, I am too. This, this, I hope it's a shootout. Should be a good yeah. One. Hopefully, Matthew Stafford doesn't throw three interceptions late in the game. Yeah, it probably Rand will. Lose, then this is that trade is not looking good at all because this is where Goff got them last year anyway. So, yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Wolves, good win against the Warriors last night. Even though, first of all, sold out crowd at Target Center. I'm not exaggerating. Like I did no see the tweet of that. Seats. No open seats. Uh, they didn't have Steph or Draymond, but they had Clay, Jordan Poole, and Wiggins. Wiggins, no, no revenge game last night. No, nope. was he getting booed out there or no? No, not really. He he didn't really do anything wrong. He just I don't know why you would sort of when yeah it wasn't like a free agent type like of when I was at the Heat game with Jimmy Butler. Oh, boo birds raining down on him. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So the Wolves are moved up to the seventh seed. If it started right now, they'd be a playing game at home against the Blazers, which they should should win. But they're game and a half back of the sixth seed, avoiding the play-in. So there's optimism in Wolves country. You know, um, I've, I have one take after watching zero games this year. <laughs> but I did watch a few games last year. Sure. Is that the Timberwolves cannot win with Carl Anthony Towns. He is a proven loser. 
he is lost at every level that he's been at and he is just so whiny and so crappy can i tell he's so soft let's hear what what do you got to say to that Horsey, take it yeah lewis that is not true the reason that the wolves have been so bad is because of ownership and ownership only um Cat has been much improved this season. He has become a great leader. Um, his defense has improved, and he has not lost everywhere he's been. Uh, you might remember when he was at Kentucky, they went undefeated until the Final Four. Got That's what final. I'm going to say. He that was the that was the greatest that was the greatest college basketball team ever assembled. Come on, what was it? That was going to be one of my points. Is that that was I mean, that Kentucky team was probably the best college basketball team ever, and they lost to Wisconsin. A bunch of white guys from like Iowa. <laughs> That's been in a very difficult situation. Big man of all time. So you've opened a vein. Yeah. I'm just not a cat guy. As long as he's here, he, the Timberwolves won't lose. Okay. But the problem with cat is his whole career, he gets double in the post. And people are like, oh, he can't pass out of the double. Well, sure, he can get better at passing out of the double in the post. But then he's passing the players that shoot 24% from three. Jarrett Culver, Brandon Rush, I don't know, uh, Corey Brewer at one point. I mean, this team, the the management, the ownership, it's turned a corner now that Glenn is uh, giving it to Alex and Lori. But this is the first year where they've had actually some prominent shooters and they're having a little bit of success. Beasley's been struggling, which last night he was good, but – when you have players that pass out like Anthony Edwards, who's one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the NBA, believe it or not. Uh, D'Lo hasn't been shooting great, but just players like that helps your big man. And that's why if I think if Cat was in a different system with shooters around him, you would be uh, thinking differently. Yeah, also, what do I know? I literally haven't watched the game, and I'm just throwing out a take. I'm just throwing out a take like Skip Bayless well, pretty much and hoping it hits. Throws out the hot takes. Yeah. Well, that's what you got to do. All right. Well, I think that's this episode. I appreciate everybody listening. We have a few special guests coming on soon on Thursday and probably early next week. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. If you haven't, tell a friend, tell a family member to listen to the Bull North Swords podcast. This is possibly going to be on YouTube. We will see. Uh, other than that, everybody have a great day. Thank you.